have you seen the video of me with a spider on my face in the jungle in Costa Rica? You had a spider on your face in Costa Rica. I picked Rica. up a wild tarantula. I was vibing. I felt one with nature. You know, I was I was feeling good, and uh, I decided I'm gonna pick this thing up. And he's like, No, don't, don't pick that up. Like the hospital's two hours away. Like we don't need to get bit by a spider. And so I go up to it and I was like, no, man, like I'm one with nature. And I pick this spider up <laughs> and it starts walking up and I was trying to get it. I actually was, my buddies were trying to get it on my face for a picture and I have a video. It went all the way up my neck and it got to here and someone freaked out and smacked it off. You me. have video of this. I have video. Yeah. What's up, everybody. It's so happy to be here, man. Did we get a lot of feedback from last week? Last week, of course, we talked about Mr. Diamond Hands. I love how that one fan called you Mr. Diamond Hands. <laughs> so for now on, I, I may, you know, you have so many nicknames. I'm going with Mr. Diamond Hands. I like it. So much back and forth between your 18-game suspension, which to this day I will still say is insane. But, I mean, listen, to put it to rest, is there anything else you want to say? Because I think a lot of people, it's like everything else. It's split. You know, some people are like, oh, he got his elbow high. Oh, this, oh, that. But I was trying to explain to people, you got your elbow high because he turned. And I yeah. feel like the momentum from his body. And and how could you really, really conclude too much from the grainy ass footage? Yeah. The, I mean, at the end of the day, the hands did come up. And, you know, it's, it's you know, I'm, I apologize to the player and how it ended and, and never want that to happen. But... Um, yeah, to me, like it was the the way everything ro he rotated at the last minute. It started shoulder to shoulder. Everything was shoulder to shoulder. And then as he turned, my hands came up. You know, at the same time, his hands were coming up yeah. too. So it was kind of turns into a little sword fight at that point. But. I just think, you know, like we've always talked about, I think a lot of people were seeing where we were coming from. And look, you know, it, it happened. We wish him the best. And uh, but yeah, definitely a lot of feedback. Last week was probably our biggest episode to yeah. date. And and I I know I sent it to you, but the following week. The same thing happened in the video that I sang. From, yeah, in was Mississippi. That Mississippi? Mississippi and Columbus. The following week, uh, uh, Barr hit someone, and it was the same thing. It wasn't a very hard hit. The guy just turned last second, face into the boards, and uh, ended up getting stretchered off. And, you know, Listen, we, you know, you said it in the last podcast, guys are going to keep getting hurt if people keep taking hits like that. Um, you see it in the NHL all the time. I don't know why people turn their back when somebody's coming to hit them or why you would eject that way, take it shoulder to shoulder, and, and your face isn't getting plowed into the glass. I just think, like I said last week, I was a little more hyped up last week than it is today. But I just think hockey, like I said, the biggest takeaway is I don't blame these guys who are getting hurt because this is how they're being brought up. Yeah, Hockey needs to figure it out. But we move on. We got a lot of good feedback from the um, PWHL. A lot of people wanted us to take up the offer of trying to get some of these um, women in here. We got to find the grittiest player. Yeah, and, and I tell you what, I want to get some jerseys. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd, rock, I'd rock a PWHL jersey. Who cares, definitely. man? So definitely got a lot of feedback about that. And before we move on, I broke my niece's heart last week. Coco. Chloe, my, my niece... Six years old, going on 18 years old. One of my favorite people ever. Like, I talk to this girl. Like, it's like you and I talk. She's, she's awesome. She's a grown yeah. woman, basically. Yeah. And Coco was very upset with me a few weeks ago when she was watching some of our pod. Um, you know, I curse a little. I, and, uh, you know, I watched myself from last week, and I was a little hyped up more than usual. I was hyped up about my man getting 18 games. And... <laughs> C4, C4 probably didn't the help. The C4 didn't help, plug number eight at yeah. this point. 
uh, you know, I was hyped up. It was a it was a perfect storm. And when I get passionate, I curse a little bit. And I know it's not the greatest. There's worse vices to have, but I, I do curse a lot. And Coco called me the other day, um, you know, the next day after episode five dropped. And she looked me in my eyes and told me that I broke a promise to her and that I, I promised her I wasn't going to curse. And I cursed. I cursed a lot. I dropped some F-bombs, some sugar, honey, iced teas, and she was not <laughs> happy with me. So I made a deal with her that, and I don't have the jar yet, but we are going to start with the Coco Swear Cup or right. eventually a juice. She's uh, going to be pretty rich here. And every time I curse, and you have to call me on it too, I'm yeah. going to put, um, I, I, I'm, I'm shooting low today. I got five singles here. So yeah. every time I curse, I'm putting a single in for Coco. Coco, I love you. I'm sorry. To the public and society as a whole, I'm sorry for cursing sometimes. That's just how I get. I'm, I'm very passionate. I'll, I'll throw some bucks onto the right now just as a credit. I know I'm not. You know, no, well, listen, you know, she I'll, tried. She's I'll, a, she's going to be a good agent. I'll throw a couple she, there. She's, she's going to be a good agent because she tried to make this deal retroactive from last week, oh, you know, yeah. which would have been she would have had college tuition already. Yeah, there you so go. So I said, no, no, no. It starts this week, <laughs> December 17th. And um, we got a fun episode. We are going to get into, like we said last week. The greatest one of the f one of two greatest Christmas movies ever, Home Alone. Home Alone. We are going to review all the traps that Mr. Kevin McAllister set for the uh, Wet Bandits, and we're going to review it next week. We're going to do Home Alone two, and I think it's only right, as you know, and you've been you've been really going for this. We have to order something to Definitely. review this. A large we'll, cheese pizza. Just, just for, for us. us, yes. <laughs> so we are ordering a large cheese. We ordered a large cheese pizza just for us. Cheese only, old school, and we're going to get to the Home Alone talk in a minute. But before we go on. Where are we getting it from, Nero's? Oh, little, I mean, I don't know if they deliver from Chicago. <laughs> but little Nero's pizza, when you were, like, so that movie came out in 1990, so I was four. And you must have just been born. Yeah, right? 1990, 1990. That, that was and, my birth year, yeah. And I just remember... Watching that movie in theaters, and it makes you want to eat pizza. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, it's the greatest movie. But before we go into Home Alone, I want to give a shout-out to the home team. Our man at a Champs Boxing Club in Danbury, Ali Feliz. Oh, yeah. Last week in Lafayette, Louisiana, taking the number one super heavyweight spot. He is the number one super heavyweight in the country, USA Boxing Amateur. That was the, yeah, that was for so the he won nationals, tri Olympic trials. It's and called. it was the Olympic trials. So the Olympic trial thing is, is a little confusing because he's technically on the high performance team, which is the team that is looking to make the Olympics in 2024 next summer in Paris. Uh, shout out Simon Levy, Paris, France. Um, so, yeah, he, he's been, you know, for the past year or two, he won nationals last year too, I believe. So he's goes back and forth to Colorado, where Colorado Springs, where the Olympic right. team trains, and uh, he's very close. And Ali, I've known him since, my God, six, seven years old, and, and he's just been a dog. You've seen him. Yeah. I mean, to see his progress has been amazing. So shout out Ali Feliz. You know, Danbury, Connecticut, so the number in? one super heavyweight. Is he in now for I the Olympics? I can't say he's in yet because it's like now there's another trial placement yeah. for international. It, it's very weird. He's in a weird. good spot, though. But he's, listen. He's a beast. He, he, he you, we, I've seen since I came here how much, like, bigger and stronger he seemed to have. Like, he looks more fit. He's working like a dog. He's, uh, he's a workhorse. That's so. a kid that he's a trasher, man. I yeah. mean, he's a kid. If you told him, hey, you got to be at the gym at 2.59 a.m. on the dot, he'll be there. Yeah. 
He's he's a dream to have on your team, and um, I'm just so proud of him. Shout out to Ali Felice, super proud of you. And uh, listen, man, because it's talking trash podcast, we we talk it's a, we talk about everything. Did you see Shohei Otani's contract? The contract he just was signed? it seven hundred schmel? Seven hundred. $700 million. More money than what, isn't that, I seen something, it's like his contract is more money than what the Arizona Coyotes sold for. I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> something like that. Parents, get your kids into baseball. I'm yeah. trying to teach my son Dominic to throw lefty left-handed. Lefty closer? Lefty closer, make a nice $100 million relief. I mean. <laughs> Just a quick hundo. It wasn't that long ago where A-Rod signed like a $250 million, $300 million contract, and that was, yeah. that's, that's, this is over twice that. So this is another thing, like I had this conversation with my dad yesterday. My dad's like, man, these players are making stupid money, like almost thinking like, you know, why are they making so much money? And I was like, well, think about it this way. It's either the players get it, or the owner gets it. It's like, who do you want to have that money? Because at the end of the day, the market is creating these guys' income. You know, obviously these teams are making the money where they can pay these guys this much, but well, it's, that, it's stupid, stupid money. But hey, if the market's if, there to pay for so, it, then, so so think about the person writing that check. How much money they're making? Oh yeah, baseball is nuts. I, I mean, so what? We're in twenty twenty three. By twenty thirty, do we have a billion dollar baseball player? Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. And listen, you talk about smart. So, of course, you know, when I grew up, my father was funny. I used to, I still, to this day, every night at 7.30, I watch Wheel of Fortune. I used to watch Wheel still? of Fortune. Every day. I used to watch Wheel of Fortune with my mother back in the day when I was a little kid on. Every night at 7.30, after dinner, we'd watch Wheel of Fortune. And it's funny because I'd get excited. Oh, he won 20 grand. Oh, he won 50. You know, my dad was that guy. Well, yeah, depending on where he or she lives, the taxes, the they this, give away half. They're, really, they're really getting this. So he'd always be a killjoy that way. And it's funny because <laughs> I do that now. Like, I'd be like, oh, he, he's really going to walk away with like eight grand. You know what I mean? So I started thinking about Shohei. And I'm like, $700 million. He's where in, is he? So where he's in California. Him? Oh, yeah. So listen to this. They broke it down originally before they got the real details of the contract. They're like, oh, $700 million over this many years. They predicted because of California state tax, he was going to walk away with like three hundred seventy million dollars, which I don't think he anyone would cry about. But, but that's he, a lot of money. How much money he's he's making the the state? So how it much? came out. So it came out yesterday, as of taping today. Came out yesterday. You know what this genius did? This whoever his yeah. agent is should yeah. get half of this. He's only it's a ten year contract, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, people. He's making just he's just taking. $2 million a year for 10 years. One, that saves the, the the LA Dodgers for, the you know, they can get more guys now, okay? Because everyone's like, oh my God, how are they going to afford the rest of the team? Yeah. But guess what? After the 10 years, I think it's like 40-something million dollars over the next, you know, so he'll probably be retired when his 10 years are up. And guess what? If he moves to a more tax-friendly state, the bulk of his $700 million, he's not going to be hit with those taxes. So, okay, okay. So he can go move to Florida or Say Texas. he moves to Florida or goes then, back. I don't know if he goes back. I don't think, I, I don't know if it's Japan. Or, I think he's Japanese. Yeah. Excuse me if I'm wrong. But could you imagine? He 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 figured out the system. Genius. Wow. Genius accountant. Smart. Shout out to Shohei Otani's agent, his team, whoever. And shout out to LA Dodgers, man. What do they say? You got to have a lawyer, an accountant, <sighs> and... Uh... Well, a good one. It'll it'll pay dividends. Yeah. But uh, and listen, last baseball talk. We I'm a Yankee guy. Juan Soto coming to the Yankees. The big bat, 25 year old stud. 
back-to-back -back with Aaron Judge. I mean, these are power bats. The Yankees going back to their roots. This is like a George Steinbrenner move when On he the was sticks. alive. On the sticks. And, uh, but they need pitching. So shout-out to all my Yankee fans. It was very exciting. Every Christmas, it's like this Christmas time, it's like the Yankees deliver. So Something I'm super excited, high. but we need pitching. All these runs are great, but, we, you know, we, if we're scoring eight, we can't give up nine. So listen, man. Without further ado, I think it's only right. Okay, let's. Should we set the mood lighting? We going Christmas? Christmassy. Let's let's do a little green. I mean, I don't have all the options Christmas in the world. Thing. A little. Nice. That's nice. A nice okay. little Christmas green here. How's it look? So, listen. I think, like we said, Home Alone one. Real quick, 1990. It came out. I was four years old. I remember going to. There was a theater on North Street in Danbury. I went to. Uh, it's not there anymore. I think it's like a, a grocery store now. And I just remember going with my cousin Tony, and it was the greatest, at the time, the greatest movie. Ke Kevin McAllister, can we talk about what a genius... Oh, is someone here at the door, actually? Is so you order pizza? The, yeah, the pizza. There it is. There it, there is. it is. Is that Could a large you, cheese? A large cheese. Just for us? Just for you guys. Oh, there we go. Wow, Enjoy. shout out to Let's Shane. Go. Shout out to Shane. <laughs> Might have to do a little pizza review here. Oh, my God. Look at a large... Listen... Amesy, you, you show the folks the pizza because this was your idea. And uh, a large, large cheese, cheese pizza right just here. for us. Right. I mean, look That's at the, the old school white table in the school. center to, to keep the box from hitting the cheese. Looks good, honestly. So shout out very, to— uh, this, this looks like a Home Alone pizza. This is a Home Alone pizza. It looks like a Home Alone Because we were looking pizza. for delivery, and we like, you know, they got a lot of bougie pizzas now. You this know, the personal— This the, looks good. They I need— this is, Look at this. Look at— Shane came through. And look Shout at the Pepsi. Drink. I mean, it's not a two liter like in the movies when they spilled uh, all over the passports. But I'm gonna pour you some uh, Pepsi here. Yes, but sir. going forward, I mean, I mean, this is Kevin McAllister to its core. You talk I, about he was eight or nine years old, and uh, yeah, what's your feelings on? So Home my Home? question to you: Did Kevin McAllister inspire you being like doing some of the the pranks that you did with the trashers, dude? Did what? that inspire your so? Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you why. So a lot of the pranks, you know, I mean, everyone, you know, talks about trashers. There was a lot of like pro wrestling stuff that went on. Thank you, sir. A lot of pro wrestling stuff that went on with, uh, you know, a lot of ideas I got from pro wrestling and this and that. But I tell you, a lot of the pranks came from Mr. Kevin McAllister, the blonde bomber, man. He was at the time the coolest kid in the world. Like when I watched that movie at four, I was like, this is the, the smartest kid of all time and I <laughs> and you know someone depressed me actually someone I think it was my sister Candace recently sent me a video and it was uh, I think it was on TikTok and it said if you were born before the year 1990 you were officially older than what Marv was during filming <laughs> of this movie that really depressed Ouch. me a little but I'm not gonna let it get me down Ouch. I remember listen Home Alone just the greatest and uh Listen, without further ado, while we enjoy this cheese pizza just for us and a Pepsi, I think we are going to pull up. We found this beautiful. So let, let's real quick, you know, the, movies, the, 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 sticky, the sticky bandits. I mean, excuse me, the wet bandits for the first one. All right. Marv and Harry. Uh, these are trashers. OK, we talk about hockey guys, right? You know, you take a puck to the face, you keep going, right? Yeah. You, you don't miss a shift. No. Quit. Are, the, are the wet bandits? Hockey guys? I mean, Maybe. think about And we're going to show this. All the stuff they went through, they kept going. They did not give up at all. 
what is it called when you when you make these guys honorary trashers? You might have to do one of those. For I feel like Marv and Harry are bad boy. Club you gotta members. get one of those uh, I, I, face swaps done for them. Dude, you are you couldn't be more right. Now yeah. I, I did a little research too. Mar Harry, Harry Harry okay played by the greatest Joe Pesci. His real name is Harold Harry Lime. Did you know that? I looked into some things today that I didn't know. Wow. Marv played by Daniel Stern. Is Marvin Marv Merchants. So those are their actual names. Actual names. I found it on Wikipedia or that's something. Amazing. And uh, Harold and Marvin. They're, so and they're playing themselves. Maybe that's how they are in real life. Maybe. I mean, um, listen, I got a lot to say about this, and, and uh, I'm super excited. So without further ado, let's watch this all the great tapes. all Home Alone one, all the traps that Kevin McAllister so set. Go, it's gonna be a little watch party. Let's here. have a little watch party here while we enjoy this pizza. Okay, we're starting here. ten seconds in here. You remember this part? You want to go in? We'll go to the back door. Maybe he'll let us in. You never know. <laughs> Can't even have his mac and cheese. Look. Yeah, oh yeah. Didn't even, the worst. Didn't even get a bite. First one right here. Mm. Pelic under the dick. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> I always wonder like how hard it is to be like a comic like acting here and not laughing, you know? As I get older, these little pranks that didn't seem like much, like falling down an ice oh, stairs. Yeah. That hurts me more than some of the bigger week. ones. Yeah, your tailbone's gonna be feeling that one for a week. Oh my god. Right in the dome. This, this too. Nothing like a second or third degree burn. Oh, on the palm of the hand. <laughs> this is bad. So how old is he in this, Kevin? He's eight or nine. One Mississippi, two Four. Mississippi, three. Three <laughs> to four Mississippis just burnt. He's got the locked in two con. Harry, I'm coming in. <laughs> it's too late for you, kid. We're already in the house. We're gonna get you. This doesn't hurt, but this is just annoying. Just That's, feathers yeah. to the face. Oh, yeah. This one makes me cringe. <laughs> Mmm. Troy Carson, I mean, being a dad, I, I, I deal with oh. that pretty regularly. This is when 
Harry tweaked when he lost his tooth there. Mm. I'm up here, you big horse's ass. Look it. This arguably Trip is on. the great. This coming up, this is arguably the greatest scream in movie history. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> Remember being four years old here thinking, man, I wish I could do something like this out my window. Oh, yeah. Now, this to me, we'll talk about this. This is the worst. This has got to be the top down. How do you how do you stand up after that? That's the hockey guy, question. he's a treasure. <laughs> Don't miss a shift. <laughs> what are you scared? What are you scared, Marv? Look at him. Good upper body strength too to, uh, to scale that that rope. Straight into the bricks. Oh. Now we're almost at the end here. This could arguably be the worst too that I never thought about at the time. Kid had it all planned out. Oh yeah, smart. Flooded basement, then he got screwed here. Oh, is this the name? Old the man Marley. Yeah. Yeet. Not the first time for that guy, eh? And that was it. Put him down. Nice move. Unbelievable, right. unbelievable. You know, we obviously just watched a, a major, like a, a Cliff Notes version of, of all those pranks. And the movie is so, like, I swear, it, it just doesn't get old. And every, like I said, every Thanksgiving when we finish our turkey and everything, Home Alone 1 goes on and we just watch 1 and 2 throughout. It just never gets old. And um, it's funny, even the young kids like it still. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like, usually some old movies don't translate. The young kids love this I just stuff. find watching something when you're a kid, when watching something where this kid is, like, one-upping these adults consistently with pranks. It's hilarious. So there's a little wise-ass at the gym. I said ass. Hold on. Chalk it up. That's a buck. That's a buck to Coco. I said ASS. All right. See? Caught myself. This little wise guy at the gym told me, well, Home Alone, I mean, nowadays if it happened, uh, he would just text his mom or dad. And they. <laughs> so it's funny. Like, it, everyone tries to put me down, man, try to kill my joy. But Home Alone is the best. Now, I did some analysis, as you know, I like to do nice. analysis, and I know you did too, on some of these We had pranks. to do some game notes on the Home Alone. So I always have this argument, who gets it worse, Marv or Harry? And I got to tell you, I have the same answer every year, but I'll tell you what, because it's the first time I've done this officially on a podcast and with you and people are going to be analyzing and commenting on this, I really did, I really watched a little harder than usual. Now, Harry, okay, played by Joe Pesci, all right, had 12 traps basically done to him. Marv had only 10. Now, that plays a factor to me because I believe, I'm going to say right now, I think Harry gets it worse. A lot of people go Marv. I think because Marv's the goofier one. And Marv took a lot of, I tell you, I actually underestimated how much Marv took in Home Alone 1, to be honest with you. And another thing I'll, before I get to you and get your input, before we get into a little more detail is, 
you know, it's like we talked about with fighting, right? It's not so much the, the the strike that knocks you down. It's how you. It's the after effect, right? Oh yeah. These guys were taking sh- double shots because they were getting shot. hit. You know, you get hit with a paint can. That's all anyone's thinking about. But just the fall after. So so really, these guys took absolute beatings here. They were very motivated to get whatever they wanted to get out of that house. Well, you know what I re- respect about them is they, like you said, they they were not going to give up, you and know. and I think Kevin tweaked them. And they were like, how do we let this little guy beat us? And at that point, they didn't even care about stealing anything. They are just coming was, for revenge. They were coming for revenge. And and I'm telling you, dude, for me, Harry, and we talked about this, Harry right? Harry gets it worse. For I me, always thought Marv just because, I don't know, maybe it is just because he's the goofy guy. And you guy, know but. what? You know, you look at it, right? If you go, if you go, if we go trap for trap, because in the movie, that's how they do it. They try Harry to keep gets it pretty even Marv back and it. forth. Yeah. It seemed, you know, it's a little more even than I originally thought. But I, I still go hairy. Like, listen. So right off the hop, what's worse, pellet gun to the groin or right in the middle of the eyes? You know what I it's mean? It's a good question. I mean, that, I always go balls. I think yeah. as men, balls is always like, you know, ouch. But, I mean, <laughs> right to the forehead. That's rough. I don't know, man. I, I Like, at least he got pants on. I mean, you know? and like look. bare face, you know? Yeah, I was thinking, and, you know, I never thought about it until recently when I'm doing this. I'm like, well, he's got a little cushion, and it is a BB gun. It's not like a, a real bullet. I don't know, and we're going to put this up. I had, people- a fr- I had a friend who got a pellet right in between the eyes, and it stuck. <sighs> it stuck in his forehead, and we had to pull it out. Was that shitty? No, it wasn't shitty, no. Well, does shitty count as a curse because it's a nickname? Yeah. No, All right, no, number two for Coco. <laughs> All right, so you know what? We're going to put this up for people to vote, too, and we're going to go over the contest later, but I'm going to actually give you Marv. If we go one for one, I'm going to go shot to the forehead, maybe worse than shot to the balls because you got to remember Marv's head was inside the door, too. He's a little closer to the gun, Yeah. so that could right play into face. it. Then, you know, if we go next, I mean, uh, ice we, slips. we got some ice slips here, okay? Marv slips down the stairs. It looks like it's about 12 stairs. Yeah, it, it, it was looks, a bigger set of stairs. It definitely was a bigger set of stairs, all right? But if you look, he does kind of slide down each one, which I'm not saying doesn't hurt. But you wonder if, if every step he was in a little cushioned a little bit, whereas Harry, not once, but twice, slips right on his back. On the same one, yeah. All right? You're talking rib, kidneys. <laughs> Okay, you're talking kidney injuries as well. I mean, I mean that to me, that could be a toss-up which one is worse. I will say this. When Marv tries to get up, as you see, he tries to pull himself with the crowbar. The crowbar does end up falling back on his head. I don't know. That could be a draw. But I'm telling you, you got to remember, Harry's a little— I feel like Marv's in better shape than Harry. Yeah. Harry, not as much in shape. Do these blows hurt him a little more than Marv? Maybe. That's another thing. A little more um, after effects. I'm going to put, listen, we're going to let the fans decide ultimately. I kind of have my opinion. I'm going to say this is kind of like a toss-up, uh, the slips on the ice. It could go either way. And then it goes, what, into the burns? So then we got, so then we have, okay, and, and you just hit it on the head, Marv taking an iron. To the face. To the face. And I never realized till today. That iron was on. Yeah, yeah. Because when he comes up, I thought it was just a mark. He got burnt, too, in the face. Yeah, he had, like, an iron mark right on his whole face. And then, of course, Harry, after two attempts, gets up, grabs the McAllister. First of all, how fire is that doorknob, the M for McAllister? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And you're talking about—I mean, here's the thing. Here's why I think Harry got it worse. Two reasons why. One, he held that knob for a good while. Yeah. That's a third-degree burn. Secondly— 
You think about the psychological effects. He goes to jail, obviously, after he gets caught, all right? He has to go to jail with that M in his hand, and he ha- that's permanently ingrained in his hand. So and he, he remembers this Every kid day him. he thinks about that kid. He's going to have that scarf the rest that of his life. That M for McAllister. I'm going to give Harry, in my opinion, doesn't have to be your opinion, people, or, or Ainsies, but I'm going to go to burn with the M. May be worse, okay, because yeah. the psychological effects of seeing that M on the palm of his hand. I can agree with that. And, um, you know, then we got, okay, I have, which, ah, oh, man. We got a blowtorch to the head for Harry, which it looks like three to four Mississippis of getting torched. His head just torched. Second or third degree burns. His hat gets tore up. (laughs) He loses whatever hair is left up there. Okay. And then we got Marv barefoot stepping on a nail that looks to go about an inch and a quarter to an inch and a half deep into his his foot. Oh, yeah. But here's the other thing I didn't really think about until today. Then he falls down. Flat on his back when he grabs his foot four or five steps. So that was kind of a twofer. I slipped two for him. That's a twofer. So if we're going step by step, ah, even though Harry's getting a blowtorch to to the head, I think Marv ultimately might have took that one. And I'm telling you, I'm shocked at this because I never really thought of it that way. Um, next, I think it's very easily, we got, you know, Harry gets the feathers to his face, which isn't a big deal. Pretty annoying. And the then next of, two are pretty, pretty even, I think. And, and Marv though, I got Marv stepping barefoot on ornaments. Oh, right. Yeah. That's easily Marv. Yeah, definitely. Okay. His feet are taking a, an absolute beating. Here. Yeah. You'd think he'd try to put his shoes back on, but you know, he's, 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 um, he's determined. <laughs> so I'm giving Marv that one. All right, now they both, it's even, they slip on the matchbox cars. Yeah. Okay, that's obviously a wash. And they, they both, both get, get it. a paint can too, right? And a paint they? can. Now, why I think Harry paint can is worse. His he tooth. loses his tooth. His gold tooth. His Not gold just tooth. Any tooth. Not a just gold any tooth. tooth. The one that he was smiling with and would shine when he was posing as a cop. Once again, psychological effect. An M on his hand, missing his precious gold tooth. I think, and again, being a little out of shape, if they're both getting the same punishment, I think Harry's body is feeling it more. So I'm going to give Harry that one to the paint cans to the face. Um, Then they're chasing Kevin up the stairs because he's really pissed at this point. Harry slips over the wire. Marv smartly jumps over, grabs Kevin McAllister by the leg, which Kevin grabs his brother Buzz's spider. Yeah. Puts it. On his face. On Marv's face, which... Again, Marv, the greatest scream in cinema history when that spider's that on his face. That is actually great, yeah. Now, does that affect Marv other than getting scared? I don't know, but here is my... Wait, but quickly before we get to the next part, have you seen the video of me with a spider on my face? In the jungle in Costa Rica? You had a spider on your face in Costa Rica? I picked Rica. up a wild tarantula <laughs> on a jungle hike in... I uh, can't remember what city we were in. We are in Costa Rica. Um... It was a night jungle hike that we paid money to go on. Like pretty much the guy who took us out probably was laughing that he found people that were going to pay for this. And he shines a laser pointer. He's showing us all these animals in the jungle. And he shines a laser pointer at this tarantula and he starts talking about it. Like, yeah, yeah, don't go near it though. Don't piss it off. And I was just, I was vibing. I felt one with nature, you know, I was, I was feeling good. And uh, I decided I'm going to pick this thing up. And he's like, no, don't pick that up. Like the hospital's two hours away. Like we don't need to get bit by a spider. And so I go up to it and I was like, no, man, like I'm one with nature. And I pick this spider up (laughs) and it starts walking up. And I was trying to get it. I actually was, my buddies were trying to get it on my face for a picture. 
And I have a video. It went all the way up my neck, and it got to here, and someone freaked out and smacked it off. You me. have video of this? I have video, yeah. We'll Can we it. put this up on the yeah, pod? Yeah, definitely, yeah. So you and Marv are kind of like one here. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm a, I'm a big Marv Except guy. Marv was really scared with the spider. And He's like got a I good said, swing with the Greatest scream. Now, now here, now here is where, so he, he flings, <laughs> when he gets scared, the tarantula goes off his face, lands on a ba basically an unconscious Harry, okay, when he slipped. It's funny. Tripping over the wire makes Harry unconscious and not everything else that happened. But yeah. that's but I think it's just body fatigue at this point. So this is where I think Harry really for me, it's a nail in the coffin that he's gets it worse. Yeah. <laughs> I did a little analysis here. Um obviously we'll show it here. I, if, again, like and subscribe, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're watching the YouTube portion of this podcast, you're gonna we're gonna throw some of these clips up here. So the tarantula's on Harry. Harry's basically unconscious. You see him in the movie coming to. He's he's looking. He's a little dreary-eyed, and he sees Marv over him with his crowbar. And I did a little analysis, like I said. Daniel Stern, who plays Marv, okay? Let me get my notes here. I want to make sure I'm saying this right. Marv is six foot four, 215 pounds. He's a big boy. It's a big boy. He's a goofy guy, but he's a big boy. Okay? To put that in perspective... Shohei Otani is six foot four. Barry Bonds was 215 pounds, believe it or not. Uh, was that pre Balco and Pro, all his I supplements? I don't was, know. I would say that was probably but when he, he was came still, off the juice. He was still hitting them at 215. Yeah. Yes. So to put in perspective, Marv technically, stat wise, is a mix between Shohei Otani and Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Marv takes a crowbar, which essentially may be as heavy as a bat, if heavier. not a little definitely heavier. Definitely heavier, yeah, definitely heavier. And swings with an exit velo. North, south, 12 to 6. I mean, I looked at exit velos of Otani, Barry Bonds, and guys with these same body statures and musculature. The 12-6, the, the like you said, north, south, hitting Harry in the... Right I in mean, the middle of the chest. Is that that collapsed both lungs, everything. Couple broken ribs. Ribs. <laughs> he is he dies at this point as far as I'm he concerned. He hits him right in the stern. <laughs> Harry's out of shape. He's a little overweight. He can't breathe that well oh. to begin with. And a Marv, crowbar. Like a crowbar's heavy. To me, the crowbar is the worst. And that's actually uh wet bandit on wet bandit crime. So to me, this is where I feel Harry Friendly Fire. Harry definitely gets it the worst with this crowbar. He might, and, he, he might take the cake just because of the crowbar. And that is, that is some serious analytics for that little spot. So then after that, obviously, Harry at this point gets it worse. And, you know, they both end up trying to climb after Kevin to the treehouse. And, you know, Kevin with the hedge clippers cuts it, and they both hit the brick. So that's a draw. And then we get to when uh, Kevin gets to his neighbor's house where he was going to set up getting the cops to get him. And uh, he gets caught. And you can see the panic in, in Kevin's eyes here as they jack him. They yoke him up onto the uh, coat rack of that door. And, you know, Harry was about to bite off each and one of his fingers like he said yeah. he was going to do. And old man Marley, who was supposed to be the evil neighbor, ends up coming for the save, nails Marv in the back of the head with a shovel. And then Harry turns around. He gets it in the shovel. Now I think Marv gets it worse because he does it. He's not bracing for it at all. He's got his head turned, yeah, yeah. and he Harry's gets hit with that aluminum metal, that metal shovel right in the back. Uh, and then Harry, not to mention, we're talking about a guy who has experience hitting people with a shovel. Allegedly, allegedly. 
allegedly, allegedly. he, um, you know. He took out his whole street or something. He took he? out the whole neighborhood and allegedly the, the, the salt that he salts the, the rose with. The, um, was for eroding for the, the bodies. bodies and, yeah. and turns the bodies into mummies. So he's salting the road with all the body, bodies. So, so basically he comes to Kevin's defense and that's all she wrote. People, I know this may sound like a stupid conversation, but this is serious stuff, okay? And I'm telling you. All right. We are going to put out there. Okay. We want people to vote home alone one. Who gets it worse, Marv or Harry? Okay. We're going to put some polls up Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Um, Email us, DM us. Give us why, though. Don't just say Harry or Marv. Give us your explanation on why. What did we miss? What analysis did we miss here? And you know what? For the holiday season, Amesy, we are going to give a lucky person that we choose a $100 gift card for the holidays. Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever, all right? But we are going to choose. Um, and so, yeah, send us who gets it worse, Home Alone 1, Marv or Harry. I go with Harry. I mean, look, if I count this up, technically, on the strength of numbers, I feel like Marv, pound for pound, may get it worse in terms of if we want to go trap for trap. But Harry, man, that crowbar, that counts as three. <laughs> the crowbar definitely counts okay. as a couple. I mean, Shohei Otani, Barry Bonds, <laughs> I mean, that's Marv. I mean, that's it's a big boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So He's got some leverage. People send it to us. We're giving away a $100 gift card next week, okay? Our next episode on Christmas Eve, we are going to analyze Naturally Home Alone 2. I think it's a little easier of a decision on this one. We're not going to say why, but we're going to nonetheless go over it. Um so what's your opinion though? Because I mean, I'm making, I'm talking all this about Harry. Harry. I mean, do you think it's Harry? Do you think it's Marv? Like, what's you know, your I was opinion? gonna say Marv. I feel like I always thought Marv, but as I talk to you, like the crowbar is pretty crazy. Like, you think about it. You know, I mean, you you really think about that crowbar, and uh, it wasn't like a, a crowbar in the chest. Like I, <laughs> like you said, north south. I don't care who you are. That's putting you. That's you're on the IR four to six easily. At least, but big like, shot. You ever had like a rib injury? It's the, it's uh, it's arguably you can't the, the do worst. Anything. There's nothing it's, you can do. You just gotta soak it and just let it heal. And what does Harry do after he takes that rib shot? He's going out and scaling the yeah. rope. Oh yeah. I mean, you talk about Bad Boys Club. Yeah. You know what? Shout out to my boy uh, Kyle Sire who does all my Bad Boy Club graphics. Yeah, you're gonna have to we, get him to do another. We one. are gonna do Marvin Harry because those are treasures. I mean, would be you talk unreal. about a guy who will never give up. Yeah. That to me is a guy that's never ever gonna like give it. up. So, folks, we hope you like that analyst. I mean, this is Christmas time. I think we're gonna do this every year. God willing, we're here next year, which yeah. I believe we will. We're gonna we're gonna make this more intense because there are people who really feel strongly one way or the other. Are we gonna do some of the sports thing too? Is that the well? The listen, episode? we're gonna get to that. I mean, our next two episodes are gonna be loaded because you know we're we're gonna be releasing on Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, and you know Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve are great days. But there's a lull, so yeah. we 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 got some fun stuff going. But I will say this. Um, we do have a pretty major announcement right now. We do. Major. The most major announcement. The most major announcement we've made so far in six episodes. So how do we even start this? Because, again, we wing this for the let's, most part. Let's Let, talk like, about how, how, the, how we how started. How did we get here? Yeah, okay, so here. if you guys remember, and listen, by the way, guys, if you miss episodes one through five, go back and watch them, binge watch, binge listen, um, a lot of stuff we talk about is carryover, but, you know, you could pop in on any episode, really. But episode one really talks about how you and I met. And uh, listen, do we put different lighting on? What light you want for this announcement? I think you got to go Trasher's Blue. Trasher Blue? All right, we'll go Royal again. 
Just the standard. WAP. There we go. So, yeah, there we go. And uh, listen, if you go back to episode one, we're not going to explain everything in detail again, but how I met Mr. Diamond Hands is when I was part of a group that created this King of the Rank prize fighting on ice hockey fight tournament. And uh, we had two successful shows together in Edmonton. Shout out to the River Creek Casino and and all our King of the Rink, that sorority, that fraternity of guys, you know, that was involved. Yeah. And um, listen, we had a good thing going. Um, unfortunately, uh, listen, you know me. I'm not the type of guy that wants to air out dirty laundry or, or I don't like to talk bad about people. That's not my style. Long story short, after our two initial shows with the promotion, I decided, you know, after all the hard work, the all day and night developing this, putting it together, creating this, I just didn't like the direction some other people in the group wanted to take um, this this promotion, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Because, again, at the end of the day, um, when you're part of a group, everyone has a position. And... Um, Quite frankly, Amesy, whether people like it or not, it's the people putting down the money that ultimately is going to get the final say. Yeah. And I respect that because I've yeah. been in that position. And and uh, But I just, listen, we don't have to get into it. I, I don't want to talk bad about anything. It just didn't work out. It wasn't something I saw. So I had to unfortunately walk away. And, and honestly, it was one of the toughest things. We both kind of left at the same time. Like yeah, and it was, it, was, um, it, was, it was a really tough decision for me because, again, I don't, I'm not a quitter. And I felt in a way I was quitting, but at the time I I, I just knew it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna be what I wanted it to be. And again, it's not all about me. When you work within a team, it's a balance. Everybody has a say, and it's important. No matter what your position is on a team, your position is important. But I was promised certain things. I don't know if I was getting it. Listen, water under the bridge, and there I was. Rem- and you just you just want everybody when it's a team. You want everybody to be taken care. Of. You want everybody to make to make bread and break bread like it's you know it's a team. Exactly what you just said. So, so I think- when you when you are in charge, I mean, we created a sport, okay. Yeah. And my my goal was to create us not an event. I mean, I've done boxing events. They're singular events. I want to create, you know, a sport, which we did, and we we made some good headway. And you're right. Your the the key to to making things work is everybody has to shine. Everyone has to be successful. You have to put everyone in a position to win. Like you said, make some money, and that's what I was looking to do. And uh, listen, that promotion is is still going on. I believe, and and God bless them. Uh, you know, that's 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 like my son, right? Yeah. So so listen, God bless them. But you know, I remember after I decided to walk away. Um, you know, we had to do some paperwork. There was some non-compete clauses and this and that. And I remember I talked, I personally called or texted every guy that was involved with those first two shows that I put on. And I told him, I'm sorry. And, you know, a lot of guys were upset and, you know, they didn't, you know, whatever. That's between us. And uh, I just remember telling him, it's not the end. I'm not going to go out like that. I'm really not looking to go out like that. So, you know, I, I let a lot, I let a little, you know, when you when you break up with something, it takes some time to get your feelings out of the way. And um, you know, I said to myself, "Man, we we really started something special, and it's a damn shame we had to just stop, or at least me stop." And I'm like, "I don't want to go out like that. I'm not a guy that's gonna just quit after all." And it's not about the money; it's about the time for me. And, and I put in a lot of time. You put in a lot of time. So I said, "Well, listen." 
prize fighting on ice is just a genre of combat sports, okay? Prize fighting on ice is not a promotion. It's a genre. It's like boxing. It's like uh, MMA. You don't just see one promoter in boxing. You see a thousand. So without further ado, I w- I'm formally announcing today, okay, and this is a Christmas gift for our fourth line boys, our fourth line boy fans and girls I am officially announcing, after many months of prep, we still got a ways to go, I am announcing we are starting a new prize fighting on ice promotion, Major League Hockey Fights. Got to hit him with it. (laughs) Every time, man. Listen, Major League Hockey Fights, okay? I am so excited to kind of get back on this horse and um, I know we talked about it. Yeah. And, you know, we're juggling a thousand projects as it is. But yeah. we're going to be get, for fighting the bit, biggest, baddest, toughest fighters in the game. We are you know? going to sometimes. And listen, I'll be very blunt. And now we have an outlet with this podcast. I am not going to. I don't I don't lie to people. I'm an open book. We still got a little ways to go with this. We don't have a date set yet. It's going to be in 2024 sometime. But. We do have a lot of people interested. Okay, yeah. we've had people reach out about investing. We have had people reach out, um, you know, fighters, hosting fighters, hosts, um, fighters. Forget it. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, so we are looking sometime in 2024 to do the first major league hockey fights event. I am so excited. Um, it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a journey, but we we we. We got this, bro. We're ready. Yeah, we've we've had it in the works for quite some time. I feel like we've kind of talked about it, hummed and hawed about it for a long time, and um, I feel like we did a lot of work in the backgrounds over the past few months and just well, the conversations we needed to have and stuff like that. And you know, we finally got to the point where we're now ready to share it with. Uh, I'm our, I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to. I feel I'm in a good position to take the momentum from the first two events that I put together, not just me as a team, yeah. and learn from it, good, bad, and indifferent. And again, this is a league, major league. This is where the best, the best on ice fight here. Okay. And you know what? It's about building the boys. Um, We got a lot of ideas. And I don't even want to say some of these ideas yet because I know there's a lot of people out there that might take it and run with it, but we got some real innovative ideas organizational wise. Okay. Um, with with conferences, yeah. stats, like all sorts of crazy stuff. It's going to be a lot different. It's going to yeah. be a lot different. There'll be some similarities. There'll be some differences. But this is where the best fight. And, and, and I'm excited, bro. And we all know, you know, we've talked about it in the last podcast. We've talked about it lots. Just, the, you know, we know the direction the game of hockey is going. You know, as much as we said, our slogan, it seemed for uh, King of the Rink was kind of, uh, it's not hockey, but you know this is a portion of it. You yes. know this comes from hockey. It grew in hockey. It's part of the hockey culture. But unfortunately, we're starting to lose it. And there is a huge fan base that are still watching hockey as we know it that still want to see this. So if you're following us and you're hearing this right now, what city do you want us to come to? Yeah, you or know, country. Have, yeah, city or country. Yeah, we have talked to other countries. Are people in other countries, but what city do you want us to come to? Do you think there's a fan base where you're at? You know, give us feedback on this, and and if Dude. there's any any fighters that you want to see in it, comment, comment on the YouTube, tag comment us. on our yeah, tag us, comment, tag the fighters, tag their teams. We're gonna try and grow everybody. We're gonna yes. grow these players' teams. We're gonna grow these players' profiles. We're gonna, you know, grow the sport, and and we're gonna grow the fan base. And what we want to do is 
we want to keep this trade alive. We want yes. to support the people that are still trying to keep this trade alive because at the end of the day, we all love old-time hockey, and as we watch it dangle at the end of our fingers and yeah. it's almost gone, we're going to make sure we keep it alive. You you just said everything perfectly, and you know what? Again, my two years with the Danbury Trashers, everybody knows um, – it was the bad boys of hockey. I, from day one, before the Trashers, was in love with with the aggressiveness of this sport. And I feel a responsibility as we've kind of become the representation of what's left of bad boys in hockey. And bad boys, like I said, that doesn't mean like, you know, you're winning every fight. It's just I feel a responsibility to to keep these legends alive, to keep these remaining guys that are doing what they're doing alive. And you know what? It's it's something that can be very special, and you know what? I'm ready to go. Um, like I said, we got a lot of work to do, and and we got listen. Everything you're gonna hear everything here first, okay? You're not gonna hear it from outside. Everything with Major League Hockey fights comes through our desk here, and I'm excited, man. And um, it's been like you said, a long time coming. I'm excited. It's gonna be a lot of work, but it's it's no stranger to what we're doing, and and yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. And um, we got a lot of we got a lot to sift through because. Even before, I mean, this is, we're literally announcing this. Maybe five people kind of know about this. And yeah. and uh, even before, like, people are going to find out now. But we've had people reach out like, hey, if you ever want to do this again, yeah. come here, do this, do that. Yeah. So we're going to go through. We're going to do what's best, like you said, for, for the fighters. That's where it all is. If you don't take care of your guys, it's 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 going nowhere. Yeah, you know what I exactly. Mean? And and at the end of the day, it's it's you know you gotta especially with something like this, like a fight promotion and stuff. When people are bleeding for you and people are willing to do, it's like anything. When you when yeah. you have a hockey team and your players are willing to go out there and yep. put on a show for you and make you money and literally put their lives on the line, as we've seen, like people lose yeah. their lives unfortunately in this game. But that's a willingness people sign up for this. Like people get hurt. People and they're going out there. If they're willing to do that, you have to show them the respect all the way from the top of the promotion down, all the way from the top of the team down. That goes yeah. for everyone. And if you don't, eventually you can't find fighters. Eventually you can't find players. And eventually your whole business that you've built will slip right out of your fingers. Well, listen, I, as much as I'm excited to announce this, as much as I'm raring to go for this next year, I will not do this. Yeah. I don't care. I, and I don't care if I look stupid. I don't care if we're sitting here a year from now and not one fight happened. Yeah. I will not do this unless I know guys are taken care of. It's just yeah. not going to, I don't care. I don't care about looking bad. I don't care about, you know, oh, you, you know, it's not about whether I'm lying or telling the truth. This is going to happen. Yeah. But I'm not going to, you know, do this unless I know the the guys who are essentially your product yeah. is, is not you know, number one on the list. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I, I'm really looking forward to it. And again, I've been in boxing now 13 years. Um, I kind of know the combat sport genre. I know how to put on shows and, and um, we'll start slow. Yeah. We'll build it. And I think it's going to be great, man. And um, I'm so excited. And like Amesy said, if you're a fighter, if you're interested, look, we don't have a date. Uh, you'll hear it here first, but get on the, listen, Amesy hit me up about 37 times, you know, the first time. <laughs> so keep peppering us with, with, with it. And, um, and let us know what cities you want us to come yeah. to tag the teams of the cities, like tag yeah. everyone tag and, it. uh, and yeah, hit us up. Let's, let let's us know do it. And, and I, I'm excited to get on real ice as well. Yeah, exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah. um, you know, our first two King of the Rink tournaments was on synthetic ice, which yeah. I will say, 
I'm not against, but this has to be on real ice. It just took a little, like, as a fighter in that event, it did take away some of the quality yeah. of fights. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you just can't balance as much. Yeah. It's a lot harder. Guys aren't, nobody warmed up on the ice. Nobody yeah. knew what it felt like. So it was, you know, it was great because we were able to use the venue that we did and yeah. have, you know, it, it was a cool venue and stuff, and we were grateful that we could do it yeah. that way. But I think one of the things we're going to try and focus on is getting on real ice, yeah. making this as close to the real deal as yeah. we can. And giving all the the fighters uh, uh, the best chance they can to put yeah. on a, put on a high level show. Absolutely. So I, I'm excited. Like I said, people, major league hockey fights. I'm gonna drop a link. We started an Instagram, even though we got nothing going on yet. But follow us because um, you're gonna hear everything here first. And I'm yeah. I'm so so excited yeah. and a little anxious because whenever you take on a new project, you want it to go well. But I know we we have that. Like you said, I know there's a need for it. I noticed the thirst for it. People are going to love it. And, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, there's uh, there's definitely a lot of guys out there that want to be a part of it, lots of fighters. I'm excited because I can kind of get to be on both ends of it where I'll, I can get to help find people and stuff like that. But we have a unique partnership because yeah. you were GM. You know, you've, yeah. you've been on that side of it. I'm currently a player, so I'm and, and I was a fighter for a promotion, yeah. a couple different promotions. So we're in a really good spot where we, we understand the whole way through, top, top to bottom. Well, we were, you know, like I said, that King of the Ring tournament, we were there from day one. Yeah. So we saw the ins and the outs. And and again, um, this isn't uh, an attack on this other promotion at all. Yeah. It's no. not. It's just. It um, makes everybody grow it, more, it, honestly. It, 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 yeah. And, and frankly, it just didn't work out. And um, I'm excited. And uh, I know it's going to be. I know. I figured we had to do this close to Christmas for, for some of our fans and some of these other big podcasts that we're friendly with that, that cover the same stuff we do. Um you know, Five for Fighting podcast. I mean, all these guys, you know, I know they're going to be Knuckles. excited. Nasty Knuckles, Darren, my boy Darren out in Saskatchewan. So I'm excited. I know they're going to be hyped for it. And um, yeah, man. So that's our big announcement. And uh, listen, next week, Christmas Eve, it's I got a gift for you. I got to get, that doesn't what? mean you have to get me a gift, but I got a little gift for you. It's nothing major, but I, nothing major. Major. You know. Major league. But, uh. I almost slipped I, last week. Of the yes, major league. yes. You almost got me. You almost got me. But, uh, listen. You got, I, you got me a gift? You didn't have to do that. It's, you get me a, dude, you get trust me. me it's you not, give me too much stuff. No, no, no. It's, 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 it's a nice little gift for you. Uh, it's, again, don't expect much. It's, this a, guy it's more of a, it's more he of a. He spoils me. It's a gag gift. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, Christmas Eve. Okay. Like I said, we're going to review Home Alone 2. I'm looking forward to that. Do some, and that's right? what I and yes. So listen, our last two shows to finish. I mean, I can't believe finish the year. The, the year is over. We got two more shows for the end of the year. We got Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Yeah, fans, send us okay. The year 2023, all sports, hockey, baseball, basketball, football, lacrosse, rugby, anything. Send us some viral moments, um, bloopers, um, fights. Craziness, whatever, good, bad, and indifferent. Send us, we're going to drop our email here. Send us clips that you want us to kind of react and review. Kind of like, like you said, like all the big moments of 2023. And yeah. we'll go over them. I remember as a kid growing up, I don't know if they're still doing it or I don't know if it was just a Canadian thing or what, but every Christmas Eve, we'd be at my Nana and Papa's house. And it was always, we'd always go upstairs because every single Christmas Eve, they'd play. It was like sports highlights and yeah. sports bloopers from the whole year, and it was like top 100, and it was always a big thing we did yeah. every year. So I think we're going to kind of do the same thing. We're going to stick with that. So whatever viral videos, sports uh, sports viral videos that you remember, you've seen, 
dig them up on Instagram or dig them up on social media and send them to us. And uh, we'll do some reviews and we'll try and find our favorite ones and uh, yeah. give some feedback on them. No, I'm looking forward to that, you know, year in, year in review. And I can't believe we're going into 2024, you know, which is, 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 is insane to me. And uh, what a crazy year it was. Man, if it, it, it felt like it was going slow, and then it just, boom, we're, we're at Christmas almost. Like, I know we're getting to the end of the podcast here, but have you noticed, like, I feel like the end of the year here, is, are people getting a little crazy right now? Because I feel like we've seen so many injuries in sports, crazy hits, crazy fights. I, like, the I, NHL's been getting crazy. I mean, yeah, I think I think, uh, I think think uh, these athletes are feeling on? the pressure of uh, having to get these gifts for everyone. You know what I mean? I know, I feel the pressure. <laughs> yeah. I feel the pressure, yeah. like, I, I got to make sure all my nieces, my nephews, now my son. Yeah. My son is now, you know, last year was his first Christmas, but he slept through the whole thing. He was only three yeah. months old. Now he's alert, you know. Well, he knows. And, uh, he knows. And, uh, you know, now it's like, oh, I got to make sure he's good and yeah. has everything he wants. So it's it's pressure. But, yeah, I mean, you're seeing a lot of, um, but, I, I, again, not to regurgitate from last week, but I just feel like every week we're seeing guys getting slammed into the boards. Yeah. Um, You know, and, again, it's like, is it a hard-nosed play that someone's not prepared for? Is it a dirty hit? I, I just think— Who like, was it? Gabranson uh, last game? Yeah, I think someone—actually, someone sent me that he, clip. He got hit, I think, behind the net. I didn't even see the hit, but he's—like, his neck shift or whatever, he came yeah. out. He jumped—who was it? Uh, Cousins? Something cousins? like that, yeah. He I saw jumped someone sent me that video. And, like, you don't really see too much of that. Like, that was normal, like, yeah. you know, normal in the early 2000s or yeah. in the 90s or in the— uh, 80s, but now you don't really see that too much. I think he got fined and got suspended. But, what, 100 uh, games probably? probably well, if he's in the Fed, if he's year? in the Fed, he would have got 100 games. But <laughs> he's in the NHL, I think they only got two. So. I mean, we we got to do a counter too. How many games suspensions you got left? Uh, how 17, many, 17 to go. Left? Yeah, we should put that on the screen. I think, yeah. So. 17 as of taping. By the time this comes out in a couple of days, it might be what, 16, 15 16 maybe? 15, so, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get the counter. Listen, when you come back, that's going to be a big ticket. That's going to be a big ticket when, when yeah. Mr. Diamond Hands makes his return. You people got to fill the Danbury Arena, and uh, that's going to be fun. We might we yeah. might have to— uh, February 10th, I want to say, someone told me. Perfect. Valentine's I'm Day. I'm not counting the days. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, make sure, like, subscribe, YouTube, Spotify. I know we keep saying it. We, we appreciate all the love. I mean, I feel like every week it's getting better and better. To, we're getting so much engagement, so much communication with, with the fans, and— uh, Listen, send us send us everything, even things you don't like. But um, episode six down that down down the shoot here, and um, listen, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff, and uh, yeah, fourth line Let's boys are out of here, man. See you guys next week. Thanks for coming.